for another edition of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, media manager of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And as, as always, SJHL Insider, our podcast is presented by SGI. But lots of great sponsors that support the program here at SJHL Insider and both SJHL Weekly. Lots of sponsors. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support. All the great sponsors you can see on our screen and the support that they provide uh, allows us to have these great shows each and every week. On today's show, not only will myself and Clark Monroe break down the SJHL. There he is. Hello, Clark. How are we doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Exciting week, uh, as always, and uh, lots to talk about. And we will be joined later on in the show by the governor for the Kindersley Clippers, Kyle Adamson. A little bit different uh, on the show today. Usually we've chatted with play-by-play guys, but now our first chat with a governor. Really excited to chat with Kyle because uh, he knows the game of hockey very well. He's very involved uh, with the Kindersley Clippers, obviously being their governor, but also doing many things uh, with the Clippers during the season and obviously a big voice uh, when it comes to the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So we'll be joined by Kyle later on in the show, but we do have some topics to get to uh, before then. Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to get into our weekly edition of The Hat Trick. Yes. One day I'm going to throw an actual hat. We should, you do that. we should get some some peanut gallery folks to come in and just throw hats at us during that uh, sure. during that announcement. We can arrange that. I, I Maybe that'll be your Christmas present this Ooh, year. Ooh, really? Yeah. Uh, all right. So the first one, as we always do, we look back at the last couple of days in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. So let's have a look back at Tuesday. Uh, the results from that night, uh, obviously, LaRange taking on Kindersley. Uh, what do you have, Jer? I mean... The score kind of shows what it was. It was, it was a 7-3 a big win for the LaRange Ice Wolves. Actually, but like it was LaRange with a one nothing lead after 20 minutes of play. Each team found the back of the net three times in the middle frame. And then LaRange kind of took over in the third period and walked away with the 7-3 win. Then on Wednesday, three more games on the schedule. And it was a rematch between Kindersley and LaRange. LaRange picking up the 4-1 win. Esteban continuing to uh, play very well at Affinity Place, a 5-3 win over the Melville Millionaires. And the Humble Broncos snapping their three-game losing streak with a 4-1 win over the Notre Dame Hounds. Maybe let's start with LaRange, two big wins, uh, middle of the week. We talked about it on SJHL Weekly, four games and five nights, all at home. Parents week for the Ice Mm. Wolves. And uh, they've started it off 2-0, playing some pretty good hockey. Yeah, I think I texted you on Tuesday night and said, LaRange put on a show. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, like you said, Parents Week, a great week for that to happen. Right. Trenton Curtis with a hat trick in that Tuesday night game. Uh, so, you know, a great start to their week as they have a little bit more coming up. And we'll talk about that later in the show, of course. Um, it's a big week for LaRange. Like, mm-hmm. we, I think we talked about this last week uh, on this show, right. uh, that LaRange has a really good opportunity to maybe, you know, push their way up to the top of the Sherwood division. So, like, this is a big week for them and a great start to that week, um, getting four points in two games yeah don't want to give away what one of the topics is for the hat trick uh, <laughs> we'll with, get there with we'll what get you there. said but yeah, yeah uh Topher Chirico played very well in that same with Dawson Smith we talked uh with uh Mr. Kaminsky about that earlier on on SJHL Weekly the fact that they have a one great one-two punch 
in between the pipes. Um, Estevan with a 5-3 win over the Melville Millionaires. They continue to play some really good hockey as of late. Yeah, and you mentioned it, their home record. Uh, I think there were some people on Twitter pointing out how well they're playing at home yep. this year. 8-3 and three at home this year in 11 games mm -hmm. uh, with a goal differential of plus 17 at home. So they're they're showing their fans a good time uh, when people get down to Affinity Place in Estevan. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good because home records are so important in this league. You have to take advantage of it right. when you can. Mm -hmm. uh, they've had a couple of games. I know last week, I know they played three and three. We talked about that at, yep. at length uh, against some good teams as well. Uh, so they're they're continuing that trend, and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a good way to sell tickets when you win at home. That's for sure. Yeah, I've always said in junior A hockey, I think it's even for the teams that are at the bottom of the standings. I think it's easy, or obviously it's much easier to win at home. Mm -hmm. um, teams below 500 can be a 500 or above 500 teams at home. It's the good the teams that separate themselves from being a top team to a bottom team are the teams that can win on the road, and that's kind of uh, where you can kind of separate yourself for sure. When it comes to the Melville Millionaires, you know, they've been, I, th I would say, I don't think it's out of the realm to say they've been struggling as of late. They've now lost four in a row. They're two and eight in their last 10. They're not really getting that secondary scoring. I know we had talked about when it comes to the Melville Millionaires, you know, Noah Wills and Zach Kane continue to, they each had two points last night, right, but yeah. um, they just can't get it. It seems like they just can't go it over the top because we saw that game last week against uh, Notre Dame just mm -hmm. falling short and they just fell short against a very good Estevan team. I'm, I'm starting to think a little bit too, like we, again, you mentioned we, we saw them live and, um, they have a lot of good pieces there. They really do. Like, I, I really, you know, I they they played really well. I mean, um, several guys on that team, not named Zach Kane or, or Noah Wills, mm -hmm. did stand out on that game against Notre Dame 100%. last week for me. It was one of my first games seeing Melville, so keep that in mind. But um, I really think maybe it's just getting to a point where maybe some of it's puck luck, maybe some of it's, you know, bounces here and there, and uh, maybe it'll turn around. And, and you never know. Something could spark them, uh, and it could just, you know, flip a switch in that locker room. That happens all the right. time in the SJHL over the years where a team might get off like they've played 20 games now yeah um you know they're what is it now a third almost of the way into the More season than. but there's still lots of time left something can still absolutely switch and they're not that far off from you know jumping up a little bit well, too. well again we'll yeah I'm, I'm, you, oh, you gotta stand, stop yes. you just gotta stop you're <laughs> gonna spoil you're gonna spoil one of the hat trick yes points, perfect but, uh before we get to the next point though quickly uh a bounce back win for the humble broncos they go home and that's exactly it. A place they've played some really good hockey. They pick up a 4-1 win, win over Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, home cooking and maybe a little bit of uh, getting healthy, too. I know that we heard yeah. some some things about maybe there was a bit of a, a bug going around. I don't know the exact details. Right. So I won't I won't speculate yes. what it was or wasn't. Good. Uh, but, yeah. but, you know, I think getting a couple guys back into the lineup. Sure. I know they were dealing with playing some, not dealing with, but they had some APs in the lineup the mm -hmm. last few games as well. So maybe getting some more veteran players back and um that team is so strong. I mean, I didn't expect that losing streak of theirs, what they, whatever it was, to continue well, too it was only, long. It was only three games. It was, it was just, games. I think it's what it stood out was the fact that it, they went down south for three games and three nights and they didn't get a point. And I think that's yeah. why it stood out for a lot of people. Right. Absolutely. And so getting back home, uh, playing a Notre Dame team, let's be honest, who's been playing pretty good lately. Uh, they've been moving up the power rankings a little bit mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. Well, they've been up and down. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like they'll have a really good week, and then they'll they'll struggle. I think last week was a good example of kind of where they're where they've been lately. They beat the Melville Millionaires, and then a tough loss to the Yorkton Terriers. Yeah. So they continue. We talked to Nugsy about it, but the Notre Dame Hounds continue to kind of they're at the bottom of the league when it comes to goals for and 
they're looking to try and get some more offense and that'll that'll eventually come yeah eventually absolutely come. yeah so. um, but yes in one place where offense comes is the back end and they do have one player that's in the top 10 but that's uh, a very good second one point yeah so let's get to point number two of the hat trick and that is the top scoring defenseman in the league we talked about this a few weeks ago and there has been some changes since then uh, so let's have a look at it here now I guess, Jer, uh, we, we talk about diversity in this mm -hmm. in these types of lists all the time. A good mix in there, but mm -hmm. uh, what stands out for you? Well, I think the first thing that jumps out is the fact that you have, when you look at this list, you have a lot of the top teams in the league represented. You see two players from Battleford, two from Estevan, two from Humboldt, someone from Flin Flon. Yeah. The top teams are well represented, and that just shows, obviously, if you can generate offense from the blue line, you're going to have a lot of success in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. There's a lot of talented blue liners. Last time we talked about the top 10 defensemen uh, in scoring, we touched on. It's not just the 10 players that are on this list. There are so many talented players in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to defensemen and point production. Uh, when you go on the SJHL websites and you look at the not just the top 10 defensemen, you look at top 20. The t entire top 20 in SJHL scoring right now all are in double-digit points already this season, which mm -hmm. is unbelievable. Guys, if you can pull up actually the, the uh, scoring one more time, thank you. Um, there's also not on this board is uh, Xander Stewart of the Nippon Hawks, who is also tied with 13 points uh, with Leith Olofsson and Reese Richmond. But when you look at this list, there's a lot of very talented defensemen um, when it comes to the top 10 scoring. And I think there's an argument for a lot of these players, you could argue, being, you know, the top defenseman in the SJHL. Oh, yeah. uh, I know I've, I've seen some debates on Twitter for sure. Yeah. Not involving me. I will not say that. But uh, not, there yet. not yet. <laughs> there has definitely been some debates on Twitter about who might be the best defenseman in the SJHL. Here's what I'll say. There's just a lot of good defensemen. Yeah. I, I was, Why do we need to pick one that's just the best? Yeah. Let's celebrate them all. They're all there's a lot of good defensemen yeah. uh, in this league. Yeah, it's a that's that that's not an easy debate right now. Like no. it, and, points, and I don't points don't even My, tell my the thought is I just either, don't right? want to I don't want to debate it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you see like you mentioned like how good the top 20 is in yeah. terms of, you know, point production specifically. Uh, and I see a name like we saw Colby Ball for Melville sure. play at Notre Dame. There's he a good played one. a big role for that team. That he's been game. very good for them. This he's been year. very good. Yeah. Uh, so he's playing a good role. Hayden Tuba for Melford. He's not. You know, he's not on that list. He was. You know. He's been in the discussion mm -hmm. for Defenseman of the Week yep. several times. Yep. Uh, Sam Kroon for Notre Dame. He was plays another yep. big role. So there's a bunch. So, so many guys and and that top ten list. It's always fun to look at. I love stats. Yeah. Uh, but it, it goes deeper than that. So that's all another great part of the league. Yeah. And same with the player stats that we talked on touched on last week. Yeah. You know. We, we try to look at these every month and we definitely see, I think it just speaks to the talent in the league that you're seeing players jump up and down and you're seeing a bunch of different players in the top 10 when it comes to both players, defensemen, rookies, um, you know, goalies. Um, I, the other thing we didn't even mention on that list is you see a rookie in Carson Cater, 16-year-old right. defenseman, um, rookie season with the Humboldt Broncos. He's been direct West rookie of the week twice so far, and he's in the top 10 scoring. Mm -hmm. So it just speaks to how good the variety in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to the defensemen yeah. and, and the talents that the league has. And last thing on, on Cater, too, I think 
you know, every time we talk about Cater and how well he's doing, right. I think back to the first episode of SJHL Weekly earlier this year, right. or maybe it was the second one, no. where Rory McGoran basically said how good of a fit it is for him there because mm-hmm. he plays such a good role. And, and sure. you just keep seeing it night yeah. after night. He's, uh, he's playing a big part of that team. So let's get to topic number three. Uh, and that topic, of course, is now that we've talked about it a few times. Well, you teased uh, it. Teased you, it a few times. teased it a few times. Uh, the SJHL standings. This is the league standings, top to bottom, one through 12. As of? As of? Going into tonight. Thursday, Thursday November 10th. 10th. Yeah. Thursday, November 10th. So there you go. So this is, um, there is uh, some games on the docket tonight that might change these a little well, bit. And just we'll, one. Just but. the one. Um, and we'll get to that later. But as you look at this list, obviously we see mm-hmm. <laughs> Battleford's, uh, <laughs> Battleford's win streak is currently their record. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, they, which they have an overtime losses. loss and a shootout loss. Yeah, if you count those losses right. in there. On the website, it shows streak 17-0-1-1. So that's, yeah. where, that's where I go with that. But outside of that, we've seen a little bit of movement in the last you know couple of weeks since we last looked at the standings. So, Jeremy, uh, what stands out to you with this? Well, we were talking about it on SJHL Weekly uh, with Rory McGoran and Jamie Nugenbauer. And we were talking, when we were talking about the standings and we didn't actually have a physical look of it like we do right now. But you can kind of see, and especially after the two wins by the LaRange Ice Wolves this week, you can kind of see now there's almost two tiers. Right. There's a little bit of separation now that we've been kind of waiting for. Mm-hmm. And we're finally getting it. You can kind of see those top five are right in the mix with one another. And then between five and six, there is a bit of a gap now. Right. And it's going to be in my, like, as of right now, you're seeing two groupings of teams, Mm -hmm. uh, the top five and then six through 12. And I think you look at six through 12, any of those teams can easily make the playoffs. First off, we're not even two months into the season. Yeah. But secondly, you see those top five teams and then two through five, I do believe it was only separated by two points. Yeah. The tricky thing is, though, when you look at standings at this time of the year, though, that's really tricky, is each team has played different amounts of games. Best example of that is Flynn Flon at three. They're third place in the league. They've played 17. Estevan's in fourth. They've played 24. Exactly. Seven games difference at exactly. this point. So, yeah, that's a big... And then you look at the bottom of the standings, and we're going to talk about the Kindersley Clippers in a minute. You know, they've played 16, the lowest in league with Yorkton, also played only 16. So they have a lot of games to make up. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of movement incoming, potentially. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is, you know, those the teams that have played the least amount of games, it's about taking advantage of your games in hand. Mm-hmm. And making up those points to catch up. It's never easy to play catch up in standings in in any league. But if you have those games in hand, you really have to take advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's some strategy involved in that as well in terms of how do you approach maybe a player acquisition down the road? If you have extra games, uh, does it entice you to maybe, you know, bolster your lineup a little bit and see if you can, like you said, Mm -hmm. take advantage of those extra games that you have still left on the schedule. So uh, that's all going to play out in the next little bit. And I love seeing those battles come into play. Yeah, it's it's you know, it blows my mind that we're already talking about standings and stuff like that and things to look out for and whatnot. But that speaks to the parody of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Now, one team who uh, was definitely 
off for a little bit, I think 13 days to be exact, but took to the ice this week for two games already was the Kindersley Clippers. And as a result, we are now pleased to be joined by governor of the Kindersley Clippers, Mr. Kyle Adams. And Kyle, how are we doing today? Busy, but pretty good. How are you? <laughs> uh, about the same. Busy, but excited to talk ho- hockey as always. I guess first and foremost, Kyle, um, you know, tough two losses for the Kindersley Clippers up in LaRange against the Ice Wolves. Coming off uh, a stretch where you guys have 13 days off. What did you make of the hockey games uh, up in LaRange Tuesday and Wednesday? Well, I kind of thought Tuesday was... Uh, you know, we got a little bit of bus legs, plus right. a little bit of a workout in PA, having to push the bus out. Right. Uh, so I, I thought we kind of looked like a team that had traveled for six, seven hours to get up there come the third period. We were right in it until, you know, a minute and three left in the second. Um, last night, I didn't think that we had a bad effort. We started guns a blazing, uh, come out firing, and, uh, you know, another great performance from Cody Jamin, but. Just not enough to uh, get the job done during a big week in LaRange for them. When you look at, I guess, the start of the year for the Clippers, I know at the beginning of the season and talking to head coach and GM Ken Plaquin, I know at the at the showcase we had talked about, you know, the Clippers had been in so many games and then they finally get that win over Yorkton. But then they have a lengthy stretch off and then they struggle for a bit, win a couple games and then have a lengthy stretch off. What have you made of the start of the season for the Clippers? Yeah, I thought it was uh, obviously a slower start than what we wanted, but we've been in a lot of games, uh, losing some one-goal games early in the year. I mean, our home opener against Battleford was a thriller. Um, You know, we were in it. You finally get the first win. You hope to be able to carry that momentum. Schedule kind of plays a little bit into it where we have to take a long stretch. And then right before this last break, the boys were buzzing and they were flying and, and picking up points and, and then, again, we get hit with another long stretch. So it has pros and cons, obviously. Um, we get some guys back from injuries. We get some uh, opportunities for some other guys to come in, uh, a couple of new guys that get a little more acclimated. But, you know, it is what it is. We're not going to use any excuses. Uh, we made the schedule, and that's what we're going to roll with. But we got a busy time coming up here, obviously. We're way behind the games played. Um, so let's get a little momentum going and keep it rolling. For sure. So let's talk a little bit, Kyle, then I guess you touched on the schedule and you guys made the schedule. Um, was that by design to have two stretches of more than 10 days off or how did that kind of come about? Well, I think not having the Anavet Cup this year, uh, we extended the season a little bit um, just to allow kind of a happy medium between the right. end of the championship series and the Centennial Cup this year. So we get a little bit longer stretch. Um you know, you'd like to play some more games in there, but it kind of just is what it is. Right. Um, got some bunch together, and, you know, we're going to have a long break at Christmas time too. So it it has pros and cons, obviously, um, but with the amount of games that we play and the amount of time that we have, um, it's just one of those things. That every team's going to go through it at some point this year. For sure. You guys have been, you touched on it, have played the least amount of games in the SJHL so far this season, but who have been some standout for the standouts for the Clippers so far this year that have really caught your eye and have, have played well for the team? Well, I mean, obviously, you got to start with our goaltenders. Right. Um, losing Matt Pacenti after last season and, and obviously Pacenti from Justin Close. We've been pretty fortunate throughout the years with our goaltending in Kinnersley and 
you know, you were a little bit concerned about it coming into the season with uh, no veteran goaltenders, right. but holy smoly, Logan Falk and Cody Noodles, Jamin, have been <laughs> unbelievable. Um, great kids. They're best friends. Uh, it's comical to watch them together. They meld really well. Uh, and they're always rooting for each other, so that's a huge bonus. Um, Liam Bell on the point has been absolutely lights out. Um, same with, obviously, Braden Cook, Cookie, our captain there. Uh, he's been playing really well. And, and you know, we have uh, the Poplowski brothers coming in from way, way uh, in the offseason. They've been absolutely excellent. They're, it's amazing how somebody can just have that instant chemistry with right. each other. Um, obviously being twin brothers probably helps a little <laughs> bit, but, um, no, it's, it's been okay. Um, we're right there. I, I think we have a, a great team. We've got a great future. Um, we're going to string some wins together now and chisel our way into the playoffs. And it also helps when you have a goalie that can score a goal for himself. Like we saw on, uh, <laughs> alumni weekend. It was pretty exciting. Hey, <laughs> Well, and we had a couple of rough games in the score column, so yeah, it was uh, it was pretty impressive. A couple of shutouts against us, and then all of a sudden, even our goalie score in one game. So that yeah. was pretty darn cool. Yeah, it's, it was funny when you it's you went three games without scoring a goal, and then it seemed like everything clicked that night. And even Cody Jamin found uh, the back of the net. Um, <laughs> Kyle, we mentioned, obviously, when we started this interview, you are the governor for the Kindersley Clippers. Maybe for the fans at home that don't know fully, maybe just explain what a governor actually does with their team. So in terms of uh, what I do for the Junior Clippers, uh, I take everything basically to the league. I deal with Kyle McIntyre a whole lot. Um, on everything from business side to recruitment stuff to, you know, whatever we need to have the league involved with. Um, obviously, it was a very big offseason for us with a whole lot of new everything, uh, including yourself and uh, Jacob and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my other role. I'm also the chairman of the board for the SJ. So um, it's busy. Right. But... It is a lot of fun. It's dealing with the, uh, the business side of things because whether we like to admit it or not, our hockey club is a business still. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need we need to produce profits in order to keep our team alive. So um, it's challenging, but it is a lot of fun, and it's great to know we have 12 teams pulling in the same direction right now. For sure. What about being uh, the chairman, like you kind of mentioned? What kind of different responsibilities does that possess, I guess, for you? So throughout the summer, obviously, uh, we had our hiring committee that we formed after uh, Bill let us know that he wasn't going to be returning for the season. So we we formed a hiring committee. Um, Being the chairman, I was kind of the lead on that. We bring everybody together. We did a bunch of interviews. Obviously, we come up with Mac as our uh, choice. So then it kind of got turned over to me where I'm communicating back with our governors of hey, this is where we're at in contract negotiations. This is what he wants to see. This is what we want to see, relaying back and forth. Um, And then throughout everything else, you know, staying in touch with the other governors and making sure that there's nothing that I can help with uh, or should be helping with, obviously from the business side of everything and having to deal with the league. Um, Sometimes you have to bring stuff up to the commissioner or, 
you know, to the rest of the staff in right. terms of maybe some issues that other teams are having. But uh, for the most part, I mean, right now, this time of year, it's more we get to sit back and just let you guys kind of do your thing. And, I mean, we have goals, we have objectives, we have a vision. And, I mean, we're just sitting back enjoying it and watching watching the seed grow, basically. For sure. I guess, you know what, we've talked kind of talked about all your kind of different roles, being a governor, chairman of the SJHL, but you are a man that wears many hats, and this also includes doing music and PA announcing for the Kindersley Clippers. First off, how did that kind of fall into your lap? And then how much fun are you doing or how, how much fun are you having doing those two roles? Because I, when I went to Kindersley, first off, great music selection. Secondly, you have, it sounds like you're having a lot of fun doing the PA announcing. Yeah, so it, it actually started four or five seasons ago. We, we had our local radio guys that were doing it and both of them were away. So we had our marketing guy, Tyler Orr, doing the the PA announcing one game and I was across the ice and shot him a text and said like, what are you doing, man? You can't be doing everything. I'm coming up. So I, I walked up there and kind of pushed him out of his chair. And next thing I know, I'm doing every single game. Um, also, we don't have a volunteer to do the music anymore. So I'm doing that too. So it's, uh, it's really enjoyable. I have, a lot of fun, maybe sometimes too much fun doing it, but uh, <laughs> I like to uh, do my best to keep everybody engaged and make guys laugh. Uh, you know, we do some goofy stuff and we have some great sponsors that have some great ad reads and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Sometimes my wife is a little embarrassed by me, but <laughs> she'll get over it. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure she'll get over it for sure. Well, Kyle, we really appreciate you taking some time today to chat some hockey and kind of give us some insight for your, some of your roles that uh, you do with the league and, uh, you know, continue the great work with the Kindersley Clippers. And we really appreciate your time today. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. And just before I go, just like to give a little shout out to uh, my eight-year-old son. He's currently in the uh, Jim Pattison's Children's Hospital right now awaiting surgery for oh, wow. his meniscus. Oh, boy. So, Mama Bear's in there with him, and I have our daughter at home with no school, so we're a busy family, but uh, we'll see you in a few hours, Bear. Good luck, buddy. There you go. Good luck, Bear, for sure. Thanks so much, Kyle. We really appreciate it. All right, that is the governor of the Kindersley Clippers, Mr. Kyle Adamson. Always great catching up with Kyle. Very well spoken, like I mentioned in the interview, Clark. Uh, a man who wears... Many, many, many hats. Yeah. Actually, all those hats from the hat trick graphic are well, his. They're all his. They're all Kyle's. No yep. wonder there's so many. There's a lot of them. Uh, and just for me, like hearing that mm -hmm. as a person with a lot of game day experience myself and uh, both the SJ and other, and other league as mm -hmm. well, that's a lot of work. Like it that's, is. Uh, that's kudos, kudos mm -hmm. to Kyle for, for being able to do that, first of all, uh, and handling it on a nightly basis. That's that's unreal. And taking the time to chat with us today on, uh, by the sounds of it, a very busy time for yeah. his family. Wow. Best of luck to his son in his surgery for his meniscus. We, Our thoughts and prayers are with uh, him for a, a successful surgery. Um, but a great chat with Kyle, chatting with him at um, the Board of Governors meeting from a couple of weeks ago. And it's always great chatting hockey with him. And it, it provides a different perspective that we haven't had yet on this show. 
just with what a governor does, because I don't think the average fan knows exactly what a governor might do to not only help the league or not the the team that they're with, but also the league. Yeah, and you know, having been a part of board meetings in the past as well with Estevan back in the day, and. Uh, knowing how important the communication lines are, mm-hmm. you know, they do play a big role and they're, it's an big important time. role because, oh, 100%. you know, decisions get made on a, on a, you know, month by month basis sometimes in the league and rules change in the off season. And they talk mm-hmm. about a lot of really important topics and, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, they are really the heartbeat that keep the league kind of going in a positive direction. So good to see. Yeah. And uh, and hopefully, like uh, Kyle mentioned, uh, you know the Kindersley Clippers uh, tough two games uh, to start their thirteen uh, following their thirteen days off, but uh, they'll be back on the ice this weekend, looking to try and get back in the win column. And I like he kind of touched on there has been. I, I feel like when we've talked about the Clippers this year, we've 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 talked about the the fact that they've played the least amount of games in the SJHL, but there is lots of positives coming out of Kindersley. It's more or less just getting coming together and actually playing a full 60 and getting the two points. Yeah. Like honestly, just let's get them back on the ice for a big stretch here, because like he said, there's Mm going to be some stretches where they do have lots of games going forward. So, uh, you know, seeing some of those guys come together where they have a ton of great players on that roster. You mentioned Mm -hmm. a bunch of them, their goaltending has really been great. Great one, two punch in that solid. So like, let's see that keep Mm -hmm. rolling. And, uh, you know, they're getting some, they're getting some contributions. They're, they're one of those teams where you look at their numbers, like just in their top to bottom stats, uh, uh, it's spread out. They they distribute they distribute the numbers pretty well across the team, uh, and you see guys like Logan Cox scored a couple goals the other mm-hmm. night. So they are getting some uh, great performances from certain guys. So it's just like let's get them on the ice a little bit more often. Yep, let's for go. sure. They, well, they played the least amount of games <laughs> yeah. in the SJHL, and they're yeah. going to be a lot busier uh, in the next couple of weeks. I think I saw at the end of November they actually have to go on probably one of the toughest trips I've actually ever seen in junior hockey when it comes to uh, a road trip where they have to play five games in six days out on the road. Now, travel-wise, once they get into the area, it's not that bad, but um, there will be some stretches this um, in the coming months or in the coming weeks, I should say, uh, for the Clippers, where they're going to play a lot of hockey in a short period of time, uh, to say the least. Nine games on the docket uh, to close out the week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and it all kicks off or continues, I guess, tonight with one matchup. The Yorkton Terriers visit the Flin Flon Bombers. Of course, Yorkton is coming off snapping that six-game losing streak in Wilcox against the Hounds. They had that 4-2 win. Now trying to build some momentum. And I'm going to be honest, Yorkton plays three games in three nights, and it's got to be one of the toughest three games in three nights in the SJHL. Well, you'll see what I mean. But Flynn Flon returning to action at home at the Whitney Forum, always a very difficult place uh, to play. Bombers looking to continue on their, with their winning ways. Moving on to Friday, five games on tap. Busy, busy, busy night. The Estevan Bruins will continue their lengthy homestand as they play host to the Melfort Mustangs. A big matchup in Melville between the Millionaires and the Hounds. Both teams looking to try and get uh, get a big two points and get back in the win column as well. The Nipwin Hawks play host to the Kindersley Clippers, who the Clippers wrap up their three games and four-night road trip. Nipwin's won two in a row. They're looking to try and make a three in a row. Then there's that second meeting uh, between Yorkton and Flynn Flon, and then the Battle for North Stars. In LaRange against the Ice Wolves. That should be a dandy between those two teams. Then on finally on Saturday, just three games on the schedule. Yorkton will wrap up their three games in three nights road trip. Note the start time. 
2.30 in the afternoon in LaRange. Uh, it's because LaRange is having their sportsman dinner oh. uh, Saturday evening. So the Ice Wolves will That's play. That's a good strategy. It's a very good strategy. I was a big fan of it when I saw it. But the Ice Wolves will play the Yorkton Terriers at 2.30. The second meeting between Melfort and Estevan, 7 o'clock at Affinity Place. And then the Nippon Hawks will play host to the Battlefords North Stars for their, uh, to, I guess, wrap up the weekend as Battleford plays uh, two games on the road. When you look at, uh, Clark, the next uh, three days in the SJHL when it comes to games, what kind of stands out? Yorkton playing three and three and three really tough. I mean, well, Flynn twice, two I guess. Tough but ranks. Yeah, I was going to say against three really tough opponents, but it's two. Flynn yes. twice and LaRange. I mean, uh, you know, what a way to, after you get your win streak back, you know, uh, after that tough stretch of the, that they had, um, going up against those two teams over a stretch of three days on that, with that travel, that's a, uh, t- a heavy task. Mm-hmm. However, uh, if we can see Yorkton go in there and snag a few points, that's a big weekend for those guys. So, yeah, it would be. Um, you know, I'm going to be keeping an eye on Yorkton just to see how they do over those mm-hmm. few days. Uh, but yeah, I love that idea of the, the sportsman <laughs> dinner. Like, why, did, why didn't I think of that back in the day? Like, well, that's, that's awesome. I love that, Laurent. It's very smart. I mean, uh, Laurent is having their parents' week this week. Yes. And, you know, let's give, let's give a shout-out where shout-outs are definitely due. Unbelievable week of planning for the Ice Wolves. Yeah. You have two games against the Kindersley Clippers, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Last night, after the game, they had a comedy show. Ooh. And then you play Friday. Kelly Taylor there? I do believe so, yes. Kelly Taylor's a gem. Uh, And then Friday, Friday night, you play the Balfour North Stars. That's going to be a great game. We'll get to that in a second. And then Saturday, you wrap up. Now, that's four games in five days. That's a lengthy, definitely a lengthy stretch of of hockey, all at the Mel, um, against the Yorkton Terriers, 2.30. But then you have your sportsman uh, dinner after. Yeah. I mean. And all the parents are there. And all the parents are there. It's a great way to celebrate the team. Great way to celebrate the Love team. It. Great way, to, uh, great way to just celebrate hockey in Larange with the Ice Wolves. So, uh, whoever planned that, shout out, very big to shout out. the Larange Ice Wolves because that is a great week of hockey and a great week to really celebrate and, the team. Oh, and Larange got onto a, a big uh, TikTok account. The other day, shout out to yes. uh, the Hayhurst for getting that on there. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the one of their videos that they put on, I think it was their team TikTok. I'm not too sure. Correct. Where T- it was posted, TikTok. but uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago now too, because it, it looked it like it was actually it was. At, I believe it was at the beginning of the season. Beginning of the season, because it didn't look like got, many of the guys yeah. had the names on the jerseys yet. Usually, yeah. that's a good sign that it's like a preseason, early season video. Yeah. Uh, and to get on NHL and ESPN's TikTok account the other day, amazing. Huge. That's awesome. So much fun. And it was a great video, too, by the way. It was a great video. Before we finish giving the shout-outs for... I feel like we're pumping the this tires is, this on LaRange. This is LaRange. the LaRange segment Yeah, right this here. is the LaRange <laughs> segment. We're, but we're pumping the tires. We also have to give a shout-out um, to... You mentioned her, Megan Hayhurst. Yes. Play-by-play voice of the LaRange Ice Wolves. Uh, every Wednesday, she will have a new episode of Women in the SJHL. The first episode was launched uh, this Wednesday, yesterday. Uh, and uh, you can find that on our YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. That's where you can find all of our features, segments, episodes, and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's all the social media. I will probably plug it again, but uh, that's a good way. So a big shout out to Megan for put coming together and um, 
I do believe there's like 12 or 13 episodes of this yeah. segment. So a lot you, of great feedback. A lot so far of too. great feedback awesome and to uh, going to be a great uh, series that will honestly continue to go through the next couple of months, uh, to say the least. Um, when it comes to a game that stands out for you this weekend, what which one? Well, I hate to say Battleford Larange because we I just talked about Larange so much. That that one does really stand does. out though. And there's a lot on the line on that game, especially now. If we put some context on this, if we're looking, we looked, we just talked about Larange for like five straight minutes. We so, did. Sorry to everybody else, but uh, <laughs> just to look at some context with Larange's mm-hmm. battle with Flynnflon in the Sherwood Division, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're gonna see. Uh, Flynn play Yorkton twice this weekend. Yeah. And it, you know, depending on the results of those games, uh, that game against Battleford now becomes very important for LaRange yep. to kind of, it's, it's a statement game. Sure. And if they can, if they can put out a good performance in that one, mm-hmm. um, maybe sneak a point at least, mm-hmm. maybe two points, of course, they're, they're capable mm-hmm. of it. Of course. Uh, that, that would be a huge boost to their fight in that division. Any team can be any team Absolutely. in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey yes. League on any uh, given night. Um, but yeah, obviously the battle for North stars, 17, one and one, uh, to start the season. It's been an incredible run, uh, so far. I would also say for me, it's, I think it's a big weekend down in Estevan too. Yes. Um, you touched on it. They've played the Estevan Bruins have already played 24 games this season. They're going to play two more this weekend. Mm-hmm. That'll bring their total to 26 games played. By November 12th. Like that's mm-hmm. when you think about that in the grand scheme of things, like that's a lot of hockey in a short period of time. Yeah. And then they go up against the Melford Mustangs, a team that I, I, I think they're going to be desperate for some, some points this weekend. They want to get back in the win column. They want to try and find some consistency in their game. Cause they've definitely been uh, up and down so far this season. Yeah. Four, five and one in their last 10 games, Melford mm-hmm. is. And again, like you said, they're, I don't think I don't know if desperate is the right word exactly. No, but they're, I don't. They're no, getting no, no, to that no, no, point no. where I think they want to start putting There's some urgency. results up. Yeah, the, the, the perfect word. Uh, they want to start putting some results up. Right. They had a lot of expectations, at least externally, by you know pundits, uh, maybe on these broadcasts that uh, m- you know us and SJHL Weekly, of course, sure. I'm, I'm referring to. Uh, a lot of people had Melfort pretty high up in their rankings, right. uh, and you know they're currently seven, eight, and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they want to start putting up those results and, and putting getting that. Res- I mean, Trevor Blevins, he's been in this league a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he I, I think he has some internal expectations of his oh, own. Oh, a thousand percent. Uh, so we'll you know, this this could be a, a really uh, interesting weekend for that team as a whole. Uh, twice against Estevan on the road. We'll see. Let's see. I'm, and I'm, I'll be me- keeping an eye on those. I want to sure. oh, what I just want to mention with uh, that before we move on to the next uh, game. Melford Estevan, uh, they met earlier on this year with two games in Melford. Right. And the Mustangs won both games in two right. low scoring, great goaltending matchups. So we'll see how that um, see if that's the style that comes comes through this weekend with those two teams or if Estevan's able to break through because they definitely have the offense uh, to definitely do that uh, for sure. Notre Dame and Melville. Mm-hmm. Um, both teams de- de- looking to. Snap a cut. I know Notre Dame's only lost two in a row, but Melville, four game losing streak, I mentioned earlier, two and eight in their last 10. A very important game for the Mills at home. And these two teams are separated by two points. There you go. So, I mean, this uh, this is a swing game in terms of that bottom. We talked about the tiers earlier uh, in the show. Uh, now that there's a bit of separation at the top, right. that bottom part, like every win right now, especially 
when you're playing a team that's right around you is very important. It's it's almost like you know how we talk about divisions. I was just going to say, games. I already knew. Yeah, uh, we're on these, the same. It's almost same like now that now that the league is the way that it is in mm-hmm. terms terms of the standings. It's like the groupings. Yeah, it's group. It's almost like every game that anywhere around you in the standings is, is a, a four point game. Yep. Uh, so that's that's going to be a big one. I, I love that you pointed that out because I was actually thinking about that as well. And with how good the game was that we saw last week mm-hmm. um, between those two teams mm-hmm. in Notre Dame. Uh, how is that going to translate now Now this week, mm-hmm. uh, going into this weekend? So I love it. Great and on a smaller line. ice surface. On a smaller, exactly. For sure. So how does that translate exactly? And it'll be, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, you know what? I've said I'm going to keep an eye on all these games. <laughs> I'm just going to keep an eye on all the games because honestly, yeah. there's a lot of good ones this weekend. And I'm uh, excited for it. Yes. There's this, uh, I think there's a lot of intrigue. A lot of when uh, it comes the storylines are heavy. It's, when it comes uh, to uh, this week's matchup, even like let's go Kindersley and Nipwin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, Kindersley, obviously you, you touched, we touched on it with Kyle, you know, we're coming off of 13 days off. It's never easy. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about like the first time they had when they had 11 days off and they went up to Flin Flon, they got shut out t- two times, didn't play the, their best hockey. And then you go this time around, you have 13 days off. Don't play. T- they didn't play. Honestly, I watched the game on Tuesday. They, they were right in it. It was just a tough, it was a tough third period, but they mm-hmm. were right in that hockey game. Yeah. Um, and then same with last night's game. Um, but for them, you know, playing three games and four nights on the road, and then you just touched on it, playing a team that's right around you in the standings. And because they played the least amount of games in the league, yeah, they got to make up these games in hand and you got to earn points. Yeah. Yeah. And you said Nipwins won two in a row, uh, mm-hmm. and Kindersley, um, hasn't they have their own two and one but again it's been so long so like it's this is kind of one of those games and i kind of talked about it earlier uh with melville kind of in a way that you know every once in a while there's a spark that happens and i feel like kindersley is a team that with the way that their goaltending is the way that their their point distribution is in terms of scoring by committee uh a spark for that team could go a huge way and then if they get into a stretch of games that they're going to because they have played the least amount if they get a win here against Nipawin and that turns into the spark, the turning point kind of of their season, that this could be a big one for them. This well, could be really important. Yeah, and you said like they are going to play a lot of hockey games in a short period yeah. of a short period of time, especially in the month of November. Um, so getting off on the right foot, you know, you don't want to have a full week where you uh, yeah. play three games and you're unable to get any points and make up those like you touched on those games in hand because they're uh, oh so important. And of course, like you mentioned, these two teams are very close in the standings as yeah. well. At the end of the day, I think. We've said it all year. It's going to be an incredible battle at the six, seven, eight area. Yeah. Uh, for those final two or three playoff spots at the end of the year. And I don't think any team's going to be out of it. It's not going to be like last season where there were some teams well behind. Yeah. It's going to be close the whole kind of way. I think last week, was it last week that Matt Barrett asked us uh, via Twitter, I think. Right. How many teams that are currently in the top eight will finish up in the top eight? And I think I said seven. I'm throwing that out the window. I, I, I don't, I, I don't I, even remember I, what I said, to be honest I, with you. I think you might have said six or seven. But either way, like, it doesn't matter. I, I'm throwing that out the window. I love the log jam that's there right now. And it's I think good. that it's going to be a great battle. It creates a lot of intrigue. Yeah. The next few weeks to see how that kind of uh, you know battle goes up mm-hmm. and down and in and out, I think it's going to be really exciting to uh, kind of see how that all plays out. So yeah, and there's a couple of teams also... It starts also, this weekend. It does, and there's a couple of teams that are also having uh, the weekend off, yeah. which is good for rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Humboldt Broncos, they have the weekend they off. They could use it. The, yes, uh, the Weyburn Red Wings have uh, the week off. So it'll be interesting to see where the kind of standings lie after 
uh, Saturday because nine big games on tap this week. Of course, uh, you can stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and all the games this season through our social media. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is where you get to watch all the episodes of SJHL Insider, SJHL Weekly, all the features we do, the highlights we produce, uh, Megan's Women in the SJHL features, and much, much more. It is free to subscribe, so subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also, if you would like to stay up to date with SJHL Weekly and SJHL Insider, Subscribe to our podcast channel, uh, wherever you get your uh, podcasts, whether that be Apple or Spotify, just search SJHL Media, hit the subscribe button, and you'll get all the audio versions of these episodes right to your smart device. Yeah, whenever you want. Whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, when you, hey, I'm going for a drive uh, to one of the rinks. Mm. You know what I love is when you, when you go for a walk with the dog. You know, you take your dog mm. for a walk, you listen to something you missed out on. Sure. Or, Check you check in on a podcast. Sure, so that's a good one too. I, now uh, the winter's coming along, yeah. but uh, don't still really gotta walk the dog. You know, well, dog owners. Yeah, I don't know. I unfortunately don't have. A you dog. can come over and walk my dog anytime. I've told you this. Yeah, I'm serious. Okay. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> I don't really want to. Come on, not when it's this cold. That's uh, fair. But uh, also, once again, we got to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors yes. uh, for our shows in the SJHL, SJHL Weekly, SJHL Insiders. First off, our podcast sponsor, uh, our audio podcast sponsor is SGI. Thank you so much for uh, the podcast support. Uh, and all these great sponsors you can see on our on the screen right now. Cantera Seeds, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, SGI, SGU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, RBC, Woo. the Great list goes group. on and on. And there's going to be more. Yes, that's the goal. Yes, that's yes. the goal. But we thank you so much for your support, um, for everything you guys, all these sponsors do to help us put on uh, the best shows, the SJHL Weekly, SJHL Insiders, and much, much more. And more projects that we have coming down the pipe that we are not going to speak to just yet. That's, that is what we call, we've <laughs> said it a few times on SJHL Insider, but that is what we call in the business a tease. Almost a cliffhanger almost. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. One of the two, whatever you want to call it. But regardless, thank you for all your support uh, sponsorship-wise. It's going to be another great week of hockey. Nine games on schedule between Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you can, make it out to the rink to watch uh, your local team. If not, you can catch all the games on Hockey TV. Be sure to subscribe. I do believe $29.99 a month. Definitely worth the value. And if not, uh, you can catch all the highlights from all the games across the SJHL social media and SJHL YouTube. Nine games on tap this weekend. Going to be a great weekend of hockey. Thanks so much for joining us. And this has been another great episode of SJHL Insider. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.